Sound One's Red Friday. Um, Blue Friday? Why is it Blue Friday? This week, it's all about Rangers. Cove Rangers, after their historic promotion to the SPFL. Well, normally it's Red Friday at half six, but not tonight. I'm Dave Galloway, and joining me in the studio for this one-off edition of Blue Friday is North Sound Jim Irving, who covered both legs of the playoff final against Berwick Rangers. Jim, before we go any further, sum up Cove's achievements in three words. Oh, three words, that's very tough. I've, I've not had much time to think about this, but ambition, they've wanted to be in the Scottish League for a long time, and they've done it. Persistence, because... As we'll no doubt speak about later, but it's, they've, they've tried before and now they've made it. And entertainment, I think, in the Highland League, that uh, they have entertained, and I think that's what fans want. Okay, well, let's start with the post-match reaction from Cove chairman Keith Moorhouse after the final whistle blew at Berwick last weekend. Relieved. <laughs> um, you know, you come into the game today and uh, you're four ahead, but you're always that bit wary of of things that happen for you on, on the last day uh, but the boys showed today that they were focused and ready to uh, to do the job and they did thankfully Does it mean to you to now be in SPFL club? It means everything I mean it's a, one of the goals that I set when I joined the club 20 odd years ago um, it's taken a long time to get here so it means absolutely everything I can't really explain in words what it means to me personally and to a lot of the people in the club it's always been our goal we've got other goals now um, and we'll hopefully kick on. What is the next goal? Tell the manager first before I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of the board, they don't know yet either. And Jim, you also grabbed hold of midfielder Connor Scully. Oh, what's that mean? Oh, it's uh, brilliant. I've uh, been here for eight years and this club's ambition to get in the leagues and uh, it's great that yeah, scored up there. So, looking forward to next season already. It's been, it's been a long journey for the club, as well, and for yourself to get Yeah, I mean, also been here three times, and thank God, it's third, third time lucky. Obviously, last, last year wasn't great, but uh, no, I'm so happy. Obviously, since I've been here, since I was since I was young, it's, it's always been a dream to go up. Um, I just can't believe it. <laughs> no words, no words right now. So, just uh, amazing. So good. Yes, Jim, as we could hear there, party time for Cole, but what, what was it like for you to be there, home and away, watching history be made, and by the way, at some stadium? Uh, yes, yes, it, it is Balmoral Stadium. It's a great stadium. It's going to it's gonna grace Division 2. No, it was great, Dave. I enjoyed both of the games. Cove were excellent. It has to be said, you can only beat what's in front of you, but Berwick Rangers were absolutely awful uh, and you wonder what's going to come of them but no no it was it was great they took 400 fans down south of the border last Saturday it was joy they were on the pitch the, the, the players were as you heard were having a great old time and uh, over two legs they thoroughly deserved it and congratulations and I was delighted to have been at both games yeah Berwick Rangers um, stadium it's um, it's different it is if uh, anybody hasn't been there uh, Central Park Cowdenbeath it's stock car racing uh, as well as football and shield field it's Speedway so it's one of these strange uh, stadiums where there's a, a track round about it uh, it's got a lot of history 68 years uh, and now they're gone but uh, shield field and the Balmoral Stadium you couldn't get uh, two more opposites in terms of appearance and age 
Absolutely spot on. Well, an incredible journey from juniors all the way to the SPFL. We're now going to go back to the beginning 33 years ago when Cove had clinched the place in the Highland League. Broadcaster Charlie Mann was a sports reporter with North Sound at the time. North Sound was relatively new and it was, you know, really making a a difference in Aberdeen with lots of growing audiences. And I think the Cove start in the Highland League came about the right time as well because, you know, obviously they were a successful junior team, but then it just took everything to a new level. Uh, Allen Park was a, was a good stadium. Alan McRae was driving them forward in those days as well. And they were professional from the very, very beginning. It was the mid-80s, so of course things were different, but, you know, you could still see the ambition of uh, both Cove Rangers and the station itself. Now another who was with Cove right at the start is Secretary Duncan Little. It came to 1986 in the summertime. There was a plea went up in the social club um, for helpers for the friendly against Motherwell. So I volunteered and did a turnstile and then did the turnstiles in the next couple of games. And I just got hooked. And it was something new to put something back into the game instead of just being a support like an order in the country and just to offer something back. And then, well, I think it was three years after that, three or four years ago, the committee and then... In 1991, I became secretary. That's 28 years now, I've been secretary. Jim, uh, Duncan's uh, dedication is wonderful, is it not? Yes, I've known Duncan over many, many years covering Cove for North Sound, covering the Highland League, and he is Mr Cove. Uh, he's, he's been the constant, the, the stable factor, and uh, I'm not suggesting we do this, but if we cut him in half, I'm sure like a stick of rock he would have uh, Cove written through him. Uh, <laughs> and I think every club needs somebody like that, and uh, he's a great guy, and I think he'll, he'll be a huge addition to Cove when they go into the, the Scottish League Yes, yeah, spot on spot on I, I want to bring in the manager now here's John Sharon you know I think with everything that's happened in the last four or five weeks um, for it to end up with us getting into SPFL has just been the perfect on it for me but just a huge huge lift for everybody at the club and the players Graham Matheson Roy McBee and everybody connected with the playing side deserve a huge amount of credit for, for getting us into the SPFL you know, it's when somebody said 33 years since they came into the juniors or into the Highland League. It's a long time, um, but the ambition has been there. And I first got involved in 2004, and that was one of the key things that uh, Keith Morris, the chairman, said to me about getting into the Scottish League. And so it became my ambition at that time to try and get in. So it's taken a long time, but we're there now, thankfully. Let's just go back to Duncan. Uh, he can tell us now why he believes that Cove had to do it this year. There's other teams down south in the Lowland League getting stronger. And for a Highland League club to get in, this has got to be now or never. And I think um, everybody was so focused, especially John, Graham and Roy and the players this time. It was just a dream watching them. The last four games in the playoffs, I think it was 12 when it would be in aggregate, we won the four games. That's phenomenal. And to beat Berwick Rangers the way we did over two games justified why we're here. And I'm right glad now we're stuck at it. Everybody behind the scenes and in the park and it's, it's here now. Indeed it is, Jim, and it's been well worth the wait, I, I think it is uh, safe to say. It's been well worth the wait. They've had to be patient, but uh, yeah, well, 2016, they lost to Edinburgh City, who they'll be facing again next season in the semi-finals. 2017, it was the trauma of losing 3-2. They were 2-1 up at half-time. I was there. The trauma, the controversy of that game down at, uh, at Cowdenbeath Central Park. They had to pick themselves up mentally, and, and they've done that, and I think this, this this year was their time. They got the stadium in place. 
and it's all come together and we're all delighted for them that it has. Yeah, last year, uh, that was a huge, huge blow and probably one of the most controversial games that you could ever hope to be involved in. No, I remember it well. It was a nil-nil in the first leg out at Harlow Park. They went down there. First half, they played so well. 2-1 up, a beautiful roasting up May Day. And uh, yeah, the, 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 the goal that won it, uh, I can almost picture it just now, the ball getting played in. And uh, it, it was a it was a foul. It was the goal should have been disallowed. It was a, a foul by the the Cowdenbeath striker, and uh, a huge controversy. Cove then getting was it two players sent off, and there was an, a lot of emotion. And I can remember at the end of the game trying to find players and the manager to to interview, and it was difficult because they were just so distraught that trying to get people to speak and to, to, to see them the exact opposite emotions 12 months later it's an incredible turnaround they are there now that is what counts before we take a quick break here's Charlie Mann again with a, a match malfunction shall we say, shall we say uh, th- that was influenced by a heavy night the previous evening there have been many highs in my career broadcasting football around the country, but uh, there's also been a couple of blooper moments where uh, things haven't gone quite the way that they should. And one of those definitely involved Cove in the early days when, you know, I'd been out the night before as you did in Aberdeen on Friday night, uh, and I went to Cove. I'd been doing my pre-match talking about the changes that Cove had made and the changes that Fraserburgh had made, and uh, I suddenly found myself in a position where I couldn't think how I would finish the piece. So I just said. And it's back to you, Richard, in the studio with the score here at Allen Park. Cove Rangers nil, Fraserburgh nil. And he said, well, that's hardly surprising, Charlie. It's 10 to 3. <laughs> I love that story. That, that makes me laugh every time I hear it. Great stuff. OK, this is uh, Blue Friday. I've never said that before. It just just, just feels uh, so different to Red Friday. But this is for one night only, Blue Friday here on North Someone. Dave Galloway and um, Jim Irving in the studio this evening. We'll be back with more on Cove's wonderful achievements after these. Friday where it's all about Rangers don't panic it's Cove Rangers we thought we'd put together a special programme to mark Cove's historic achievement of winning a place in the SPFL next up Chairman Keith Moorhouse he said after last weekend's match his ambitions do not end there the playing score is full of players who have played at a higher level and you know that's helped us without doubt and we need to strengthen the boys have brought in the last two seasons of all if you know it's all came from a higher level yeah. so we've kind of prepared for this um, we're now need to prepare for the next step which is about you know building on where we are so it's great to be a League 2 club I can't keep a smile off my face <laughs> I'm proud of the boys proud of the boys everybody dressing room management directors board backroom staff fans were brilliant today I've got to say that you know that's probably the best support we've all had in our way game. Proud of every single one of them. When you first came in and you had those lofty ambitions, people think you were crazy. They still do. <laughs> <laughs> they still do. You've got set goals. You've got, I always feel in life you've got to stretch yourself. <laughs> People still think Keith is mad, he says, Jim. What a role he's played for the club, though. Yeah, he's led the club in a, a brilliant way. And 
He's been there about 20 years and he, he made it clear he wanted to, to see Cove into the Scottish League. He's delivered there. He's delivered a fantastic, superb new stadium. He's delivered on promotion and he will support the club as far as new signings, which they'll have to, to make to strengthen. Uh, he's a great guy and long may he continue at Cove. Yes, fantastic stuff. Co-manager Graham Matheson says this is all part of a long-term plan. We've achieved our first goal now, so I mean, every season you go, first goal is win the league. You've got to do that, and that's a, and the Highland League's a competitive league, but that's got to be our priority, win that, and then to get yourselves in a chance for the playoffs. And having a, a, an astute chairman like Keith Moorehouse, he's, he's not just going to throw money blindly after things like some other clubs have done, and, and we've seen what has happened to other clubs that have just gone... Here's what we'll do, we'll just throw money at it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Keith's a businessman. He knows he knows businesses inside out and he's, he's just run this perfectly. He's, he's been careful with everything we've done. And again, as I said this on Saturdays, he's chose the right people to be alongside him at the club. Yeah, Jim, that's what it's all about. Steady and sustained progress. And Cove have highlighted that perfectly. Um, Duncan Little says the club will never spend recklessly in pursuit of success. We've got a structure here which I don't think we'll ever break and it seems to have worked over the years and we'll just carry that on forward. Obviously the players will get what they deserve and they're well treated on and off the park. Great training facilities, they're playing in their home city, there's no travelling for, apart from the one or two down south. And so I think we'll just stick with that going forward because you can't go crazy at times and get carried away. But keeps a shrewd businessman, he's been in business for a long time and that won't happen here because if you do, you're in a slippery slope after that, to be honest. And Charlie Mann says, having good people in key positions has been crucial for Cove. Alan McRae, as I say, has, has driven them forward for many, many years, but they've had good managers, they've had good support staff, and, and guys like Duncan Little have done a tremendous amount of work in the background for the club, which you know should not be forgotten. Keith Moorehouse has taken them on, driven them even further forward. So, you know, it's a reward for the players, it's a reward for the management staff, but it's also a, a, a big pat on the back and a big reward for the guys behind the scenes who've been with them for the majority, if not all of that journey. Jim, we just need to look at Gretna and their demise to see what can happen when a club spends wildly and beyond its means. Yes, I think Gretna are an example of what what not to do and Cove won't do that. What I like about Cove is that they bring through their young players and they've given chances to so many young players uh, coming through the ranks and I, I like that. They've got a balance of experience. They will, without a shadow of a doubt, they will buy players that have got Scottish League experience. They'll have to do that and they will do that but I, I, I genuinely believe that they'll keep this conveyor belt of young talent coming through and they won't spend recklessly and I think that is going to be the secret to the success that we will have. And it kind of puts their wonderful achievement in perspective, Jim, doesn't it? When you look at Cove's spending, you know, they've spent where necessary, but other Highland League clubs have spent an awful lot more than Cove, but they haven't achieved anything like Cove's success. No, I think at every club it's about bringing in the right players. It's not about just spending money. You need to spend it in the right way. It needs to be players that the manager knows is going to fit into the structure and be the right kind of people as well. And it's getting that balance, the the, the, the youth, the experience blend together and uh, Cove have done that. 
They certainly have. Well, is Cove gear up for a season in League Two? Uh, Graham Matheson says the likes of goal machine Mitch Meganson will have crucial roles to play. Two seasons they throw, I think it was uh, 52 last year and uh, 40, 49 I think it is this year. He's a fantastic player. He just he just doesn't seem to stop scoring. But again, we're moving up a level, so it's got to be harder for Mitch, but I'm pretty sure he'll still be amongst the goals again next season. Might it be difficult to hold on to Mitch? Yeah, maybe. I mean, but if you talk to Mitchell, I think he loves this club. He he wanted to be part of what we've achieved, and I think he he, he wouldn't want to be part of us going on and building on what we've just achieved. So, how far can Cove Rangers go? Duncan Little feels the only way is up. I don't see it being too long before we're up there challenging at the top for a playoff spot, a challenge for the title, and moving up to League One. If we can keep the same squad together, a great management team, a great squad, if we can just add to that, which we will do, we'll get the correct players in, because um, a great believer in checking out their background and when I jump in to get anybody in, a bit like what Alec Ferguson used to do years ago, you check their background, just see what they're all about, and just get the right ones in, it'll just blend in. Yeah, Jim, as, as the song goes, the only way is up, baby. Um, you look at what other clubs have achieved, so the question is, why can't Cove Rangers do likewise over a number of years? Well, the answer to that is there's no reason, and I think the role model they should look at 30-odd miles up the road is, is Peterhead. Uh, I think they can emulate Peterhead without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, they've got the right men at the helm, as we've, as we've heard, and I think there's no reason that they, that they want to stabilise, you know, without being too over-ambitious. They'll want to stabilise uh, in the first season. You never know, maybe push for a playoff place, but I think they need to get themselves settled in. But there's, no, there's absolutely no, no reason over the coming years that they cannot get their way into Division 1. Look at what Peterhead have achieved, and I think they can easily match that. They have got... Amazing potential, haven't they, Jim? And and it's great to see, uh, finally, the Granite City, the great Granite City has got two SPFL clubs. I, I mean, <laughs> we must have thought that that day would never arrive at one stage. No, it, it's, it's great for the city. And uh, with the first leg of that game against Berwick Rangers, it was the biggest ever crowd at the Balmoral Stadium, just under 2,000. Aberdeen, if memory serves me right, had played the night before against Hearts. And I'm sure a lot of the crowd were Aberdeen fans. And if the Dons fans can come along and bolster the crowds at the Balmoral, that's a good thing. And I don't know, maybe even uh, a hook-up between Cove and Aberdeen. You never know, maybe there'll be some players might get put... Cove's way. I don't know if that's in discussion or a possibility, but I think having two SBFL clubs in the city, excellent, well done. Yeah, you, you've actually hit the nail on the head there, uh, Jim, because when I was having a chat with uh, John Sharon a few days ago, he did allude to exactly that. And I mean, it, it, that, that, that makes perfect sense. You know, Aberdeen sending some of their promising youngsters to Cove and then Cove a League Two club now, that would be great experience for them. Well, it worked perfectly. It never ever seemed to work at Peterhead. I always felt that that would be an opportunity for Peterhead, but that never really came to fruition. But no, absolutely, some players that, uh, younger players who want to get toughened up uh, and play a, a decent level, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's almost too ov- obvious an opportunity not to take up. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Speaking of John Shern, as we all know, uh, he had a heart attack just a few short weeks ago, but he is recovering well. It was great to see him earlier this week looking so good. 
days like Saturday were just absolutely fantastic. You know, I couldn't jump around with the rest of the boys, which would have been great, but uh, I was able to watch them and I got a huge amount of enjoyment watching them and you know, seeing so many Cove fans down there on Saturday, they were, they were absolutely amazing having all those fans there. As you recover, John, um, has it been difficult to kind of rein yourself in? Because like you say, I'm sure your instinct on Saturday would have been, I want to go diving in there, I want to get some champagne, I want to be jumping up and down with everybody else. No, Mrs Sharon had me well well, <laughs> well told just to make sure I stood, I stood at the side and behaved. And no, I know myself that I'm, I'm not ready to, to do anything like that. And, you know, you, you think about, you know, next season and who will get first game of the season and things. So I think everybody gets a bit excited with that. But, you know, I'll have to think seriously about, about my future and what's the best thing for, for me and my family from a medical point of view as well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> John Sharon there doing as the boss has told him. I can certainly uh, relate to that. Jim, what a remarkable man John is, and he will do what's best. John is a physically and mentally strong guy, and he will be desperate to lead Cove into Division 2, and fingers crossed that he's, he's fit enough to do that. And uh, if at all possible, he will. Yeah, um, I mean his his record has been great. He is he is a winner, and I think that can only help his future. No, definitely. I mean, I think John Sheridan and Cove Rangers Football Club are a great fit, and we wish them both all the success in the coming season. Absolutely. Well, thanks uh, very much, Jim. And that's uh, just about it from our one-off edition of Blue Friday. It takes a bit of getting used to saying that. Uh, celebrating Cove Rangers' amazing journey from the juniors all the way to the SPFL. Thanks very much for listening and have a great summer, everyone.